Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We do have a theme song. Totally unique and unlike any other theme song. My favorite, this is Spencer Hall, by the way, and welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. That was Ryan Nanny singing the uh, completely unique and not at all like any other song song. It's You know what? We should be able to use an NPR theme, though. Because technically we own NPR, that's our, right? That's our money. Yeah, that's right. Should be open source. I like the uh, my favorite NPR like jingle or bit of interstitial music is the like the like peppy with the like funky like six eight beat in the back. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the hotness right there. If you ask Robert Siegel, he has to come over to your house and do the dishes because he works for you. Everyone in public radio works for you. Remember, mm-hmm. flat tire, Robert Siegel will change it. My feet hurt, Iroglass. It's come true. On, rub them. That's right. You know what? My HVAC needs servicing. Diwali Psychotow, get on over here. Carl Castle has cleaned more crap out of my backyard. Like He, will, he just follows my dogs around with a little scoop in a bag because he has to. Mm-hmm. I, actually I would add works. in something here, but Ira Glass is the only one of these people I've ever heard of. So <laughs> You haven't even heard of my favorite name, which is, well, actually, Diwali Saikautau is my favorite. But second favorite, Sylvia Pojoli. Mm-hmm. Sylvia, because she goes like, she goes so hard on the name, too, because, I don't know, something happens with the Vatican that, like, you know, she, she works, like, once every three years. And, like, the Pope did something. It's like, call Sylvia Pojoli. And she's like, Sylvia Pojoli. I like the chick who, uh, like the, their African correspondent, who's always in either uh, Lagos, Nigeria, or Dakar, Senegal. Her name is Ophelia Quistart, and and whenever she, uh, when, whenever she signs off, you know, with her dateline, she'll be like Ophelia Quistart and Dakar. And it just sounds like she's so thrilled to be there, and it makes Dakar sound like an even more exotic, awesome place than like I'm she, sure it already is. Like she's saying Chaka Khan. Yeah, Dakar. Yeah, I kind of like that. Dakar. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a rap about Senegal you're not going to quite pull off. I know you're writing it. I know you're Just, like three verses in, but let me tell you. We're running it tomorrow. Too bad. <laughs> it's from my upcoming album, Senegambia. <laughs> Senegambia would be the best like outcast ripoff band, right? Because one of you could be Gambia. That would be Senegal. What if that's like the Pennsylvania of Africa, though? 
<laughs> it's not. <laughs> nah, it's probably no, not. It's really not. That's more like the CAR. Oh my that's more God. like the yeah. that's the pencil tuck you we are, we are so deep in the weeds, we are never going to get home. <laughs> Geography humor. We, we yeah, brought, y'all are so brought, deep, you lost me three we, minutes ago, and I'm supposed <laughs> to be part of this. We brought Doug on, and immediately we're into obscure African country humor. <laughs> let's, let's, let's bring it back to other... Obs- the interstate highway... So- oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's bring it back so to, on other subjects that I enjoy. All right, we're going to do this. I'm going to intro everybody first, but I want everybody to know we are heading to a place of uh, of great poverty and wealth, a place that does involve a lot of oil, a place that involves some religious fanaticism, and everyone has guns. Texas. We're, we're really going to make fun of Texas here in a minute because, oh, it feels – it tingles. It feels so good. I don't even hate Texas, and I like making fun of them. Um, but joining us from uh, from beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia, as always – Jason Kirk, who we was happening? Yeah, we lost him for a minute. Um, Jason, fellow ATLian, uh, actually like a native native. Congratulations on the 17th anniversary of the release of Equemini. We are extremely old. We are truly the ancients. Um, we are now old enough to wear turbans and scour the pyramids for the secrets, which uh, Outcast was searching for in those videos long ago. Yeah. Also, the other mystery. Why is Big Boy wearing nothing but Mets gear in the Rosa Parks video? Because it's cheap. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you, you can go to Ross and get a Mets jacket back then for about $5. What I like is that... You could you right know, now. Andre's wearing... Not in that particular video. Actually, was it that video? Whichever yeah, no, one. He's wearing shoulder pads. Wearing shoulder pads. <clears throat> shoulder pads as a shirt. But what looks weird to us today is Mets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, the, no, the, like, pit, the pith helmet, that's I mean, totally shoulder normal. pads, that was the style back then, but yeah. the Mets jersey, I don't know. I mean, shoulder pads and Jinkos, if you weren't rocking that, they wouldn't even let you in high school. Maybe this was a sh- was this around the time John Rocker was shooting off at the mouth? Could be could be. Maybe okay. that's like a maybe no, it's a few a, years before. It that. might have been a Tom Glavin thing, like maybe he was just a huge Tom Glavin fan and decided, I don't know when Tom Glavin left Atlanta. I might be off by a whole decade. You know, we really didn't. I didn't keep track of any year in Atlanta. You know, after they canceled Freak Nick, so everything after like '97 is just a blur. It's why your kids are always late for school. <laughs> That's right. I'm still on 1994 time. <laughs> the uh, also we have a special guest, which is uh, Doug Gillette, who is joining, joining us from Atlanta, Georgia. He's actually in the next room. We were just getting some echo. That's right. The call is literally coming from inside the house. Oh, just the way we like it. Now, uh, I wanted to bring this around and let everybody know that we were going to just spend like a good five minutes making fun of Texas. Um, Jason, would you like to explain the, the setup first? If somebody is somehow not familiar with the great Texas officiating conspiracy, I'm going to get Jason to explain it right now. Did we introduce Ryan? We no, did. No, I mean, he, Ryan. We, we didn't, but who cares? Move on. I said Ryan, Danny. <laughs> no, our, you certainly our, didn't. You certainly didn't, and I don't Ryan care. Ryan Annie, our national NPR themes correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Texas, um, the Texas Longhorns. It's a football team. It's a college football team. It plays in the Big 12 Conference. That's a conference that is not known for its quality officiating. Nope, nope, um, nope. Over, over the years and uh, at least the past decade, it, it's, it's, it's right up there with any other conference. You know, Pac-12 fans complain about Pac-12 refs, ACC refs complain about ACC refs, SEC refs com- you know, FCC fans complain about everything, but Big 12 refs, they are right up there with anybody. Uh, Big 10 refs, you're fine, apparently. I don't really hear any complaints about Big 10 refs. But what happened to Texas on Saturday was uh, they were the victims of, and any children in the room, you might want to leave because this is, this is extremely uh, explosive and, and, and just, just damaging to the ears. They were the victims of like three or four really bad calls in one game. <sighs> Ooh. Yeah. Easy, buddy. And and you know, you, you could you could take that all the way up to like five, which now we're talking more than fifty yards of penalties in one game that they probably didn't deserve, which is incomprehensible. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to any football team in the state of Texas or elsewhere. Um do not look at what the same ref same referee did at Baylor, West Virginia last year when Baylor had twice. <laughs> as many penalty yards almost. This was the single greatest tragedy and unfairness to ever strike any football team in uh, the history of, dare I say, any group of young men ever in the history of anything. Any person in the state of Texas. I mean, they, they, it was just a straight-up assassination out there. 
to let you to let you know first of all this is what people have seriously posited that there is a conspiracy against the longhorns by the big 12 the conference that is essentially created to orbit what school Te- Iowa State Texas and its slightly smaller moon Oklahoma that's right. It's, it's like binary star system, and then all of these tiny little moons with one sad little barren burning couch sitting out on the moon we call Iowa State. Kansas is just a TV that got launched into orbit and nobody's been able to get down. I really wish Neil Tyson would stop talking shit about Iowa State, man. It's actually a school, Neil. <laughs> Exactly. Kansas is like Pluto. Like we've revoked its planetary status. You're talking about there's water on Mars? Bro, Iowa State has clean water. <laughs> it's so much water. Mars ain't got shit on Iowa State. I would rather live on Mars, though. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you got to put up with Matt Damon. <laughs> exactly. I think Ames at least has a Starbucks. I mean, it's got that going for it. I think. I have, I'm not, this has not been empirically proven. And I'm not going to go there to find out for sure. But shit, I'm just I was guessing. about to say, we're sending Doug to Ames. No, no, you're not. Ames correspondent. <laughs> On a quest for America's cleanest Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the cleanest, though. You have to admit that. You know, I mean, like, I, places like Ames, I kind of do envy because, like, they get they get real psyched about the Starbucks, right? Like that Starbucks would have a bathroom attendant. You well, know, it would. Well, this is like when Ty Hildenbrandt, uh, he lives in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and they got a Red Robin, and he said there was like a line around the block. When the Red Robin opened. So, okay. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, though, for a long time, my hometown, Columbus, Georgia, had uh, one Applebee's, and we were fine with that. But then they opened up a, a second Applebee's uh, over by the what Chris Rock would call the, the, the White People Mall. And it was exactly the same as the first Applebee's, same decor, same layout, everything. But when they opened up that second Applebee's, it was like Studio 54. You, there were literally <laughs> two-hour waits for tables at the new Applebee's. This, this was Columbus in the, in the late 90s. You just, uh, it was a different time. You, you can't really understand if you weren't there. But, but yeah, I've, I've, I've had some experience with that. That kind of sounds like in SimCity when your power plant can't cover your whole town anymore, so you've got to plunk down a new Applebee's. Yeah. Exactly. And then like everything can flourish again. You're getting all the messages from your Sims like, I can't go to Applebee's. That's, this mayor's terrible. That's also, Food costs more than $8. That's also why you only zone industrial around an Applebee's. Mm. Everyone you can't right. You can't cut funding for the Applebee's. You'll regret this. <laughs> you will regret this. The Applebee's is deteriorating. How can you tell? It just is. <laughs> so you basically, thanks, Ty Health, right? You get to tell us that Allentown's basically like Rangoon when they opened the KFC this summer. And that was there and like... They were around the block and like mobbing with security guards for KFC, which fair, you know, if it's you, the only KFC in town, now you, you got to s- hit it. You say that New York City is uh, about four days away from getting its first Chick-fil-A. It's three blocks from our office and it's going to be. Know, heard, you. you know that you know that invented Chick-fil-A. You beat me to it. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> only in New York. In, that, so it's opening in four days, you say, Ryan? Uh, something. I think it's the second or the third. Yeah. OK, it, so we're so we're five to eight days away from Chick-fil-A is the hottest new trend in the country. I mean, the Dutch now actually in New York, the Dutch actually invented it uh, when it was New Amsterdam. It was called Chick-fil-A, but, you know, it's changed. <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I'm just heading to Photoshop to open up that picture of Alicia Keys and Thank just add, a, add, a, del, add a delicious fried chicken sandwich on top of that piano <laughs> happening. Uh, so so the other thing that's really amusing about this Texas officiating conspiracy is, is this. Okay, one, that the Big 12 basically owned and operated by Texas. <laughs> would ever openly conspire against Texas, okay? Two, the history of officiating the Big 12 has a distinctive burnt orange lean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, if, if you were to rank, if you were to go and rank the 10 <coughs> worst officiating calls in Big 12 history, what percentage would be in favor of Texas? Would it be 70? Would it be more? It would be at least half. I mean, I mean out, of, out of 10 to 12 teams at any point, all those games, the, the calls that, that stand out to people the most up until this Saturday, hell, even throw those in. Throw those two or three worst ones in. We're still talking about most of the calls in all of these games, the ones that stand out, go in Texas's favor. 
I can I can remember Mark Mangino uh, like back in 05 or 06 or something like that dominating a news cycle for like an entire week of college football because he had called out the officiating like they lost to Texas and he called out the officiating in the press conference. Yeah, because after the game, the quote, just went like off on the, the quote, on the officials. The quote do, was, the dollar signs quote. Yeah, three it was dollar signs and I got three letters for you. BCS. Yeah. BCS. Te- Texas is And when is Mark Mangino ever wrong? I know. <laughs> well, morally was like and spiritually. Three Big Macs for every meal? It's good for you. It's a vegetable. Mark, Mang- Mark Mangino, by the way, now at Iowa State as offensive coordinator or school, which whose AD lodged a rant he was fined for against Big 12 officiating. Texas is so favored by the officials that Pac-10 officials screwed over Oklahoma to help them out. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's reach, baby. That's 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 a global brand right uh-huh. there, because mm-hmm. Oregon's like not even part of this country. Not anymore. Not after I, what Utah did to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we dropped. Any, any, anyway, anyway, we're not here to make fun of Oregon. Not yet. No, we're here <laughs> to make fun of Texas. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely sure. My favorite thing, by the way, is this: that the Big Twelve who cannot keep its own members in conference, would somehow be competent enough to organize a silent and effective conspiracy against Texas. That's my favorite thing. Anytime you want to explain human behavior with competence, as opposed to (coughs) this is a crew, which is the Ron Cherry crew, the Mark Curlis crew, if you're an SEC type, this is the crew that decides that they're the stars of the game. And they just like throwing flags. Just love throwing flags. Here's my question. Why did Texas fans decide that this was the Big 12's fault when they could have blamed one of the richest men in the United States? T-Boone. T-Boone. Like, why would you shy away? I mean, uh, the answer is obvious. Because then Texas has... that's on the table, though. I mean, they've they've thrown out everything. I think they've shied away from it a bit because then they have to acknowledge that somebody is richer than Texas. That's probably the awkward sticking point. Yeah, <laughs> I did see at one point uh, this this week someone pointed out how rich T Boone is, and a Texas like I'm not making this up. A Texas fan did shift immediately from we're getting screwed over to oh yeah, well we're richer than that guy. <laughs> it, it did immediately break his train of thought, and he snapped back into no, we're the rich bullies here. Wait, wait, I mean we're being picked on. I'm, I, I swear to you, I saw this and witnessed it happen. That is the lowest. This is oh. like I I thought like Route 66 would be the lowest point in the history of the Texas football program. It's not. It's this. This It it really is reminiscent of what happened last year when Notre Dame lost to Florida State at the goal line. It's not exactly alike because that was that was a fair call and you know there were a pretty a few pretty bad calls in this game but just the way that texas fans are reacting as if they've never seen bad officiating before as if when it's happened in games and when it's happened in their favor they didn't even notice it like it it really is like (laughs) texas fans witnessed football for the first time that's it they've been living in their world of burn orange privilege for too long this is this is the, the scales have fallen from their eyes texas privilege that's what it is mac brown that's literally what it is mac brown would never let somebody buy the refs off like that no they're they're richer than that yeah exactly that's the this is the saddest thing when texas has to texas of all the schools in the world if you've been to austin like you, the university of texas has the greatest recruiting pitch i have ever seen which is austin breakfast tacos and, and breakfast tacos, and it's a place where if you're dumb, you can have a good time, and if you're smart, you can have a good time, and if you like dumb smart stuff, you can have you can do all that, right? If you're if you're white, if you're black, if you're Latino, if you're Asian, uh, if you're Inuit, I bet if you were Inuit, you could have a really good time in Austin. You'd figure out a way to do it. Okay, this is a place that used to use Lyndon Johnson in a helicopter to recruit players. Okay, there is no losing. You should not lose. And this is a school resorting to the worst, like the, the, the hobgoblin of small minds is not consistency. It's conspiracy. It's them appealing to a misuse of the law, the, the football law. It's not even a real law, right? Football law done us wrong. It's so sad. <laughs> I, I just think like, yeah, sure. They probably got screwed, you know, a little now, and everybody else has before, you know. So, like to me, it's it's sure you have a gripe. You don't have this much of a gripe. 
You don't, you don't have anywhere near this much of a gripe. It is, it is a welcome reminder that in all human endeavors, football or otherwise, it is much better and usually more accurate to assume gross incompetence than an organized campaign to ruin your life. That sounds exactly like Texas football. <laughs> oh, they fired their AD this year, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was the sleeper. He was the sleeper. Oh, and also today, their, uh, their lawsuit over who the offensive coordinator is, that finally wrapped up. Texas is fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to be just fine. Oh, can I, can I also remind you, by the way, uh, that Route 66, which, if you don't know, 1997, September 13th, that would be the day that UCLA beat Texas 66-3 to three at home. I remember it. Oof. Yeah. Do you remember when that three – do you remember the three? Do you know when it came? It was like when they were already up like 56 to nothing or something. Yeah. They were down 45-0. There you go. In the third quarter and with five minutes left, kicked a field goal to prevent the shutout. Now, Ryan is an expert of sad field goals. Ryan, is that is there any sadder than that if you're Texas at home? No. I'm sure Tommy Bowden kicked one at one point at Clemson, but I can't remember when that was. Yeah. That's true. That's oh, a good bet. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's always a good bet. Did Tommy Bowden do something sadder? Yeah, he, he probably did something sadder. <laughs> I, I, I feel like the, the late, pointless, uh, shutout-denying field goal is something that he pulled on more than one occasion, but I, I'm at a loss to recall which specific game it was. I love it because it's a point of unnecessary pride, like the bank has <clears throat> repossessed your house, and you're like, well, I'm taking the, the lid to the toilet. They don't get that. <laughs> Let me just give you. Yeah, me, wear your copper pipes. <laughs> uh, you don't know, do you? That's because I got them. Let, let me say the other thing that I think would be like the knife in the heart of whatever may be left of the dignity of a Texas football fan that might even believe this. They've stopped, cons- they've stopped listening long ago. <laughs> no, 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 they haven't. There's one person no, out there who we're, we're reaching. There's talk- one heart out there we're communicating with. Give right me now. something to hope for, y'all. <laughs> We're talking because we're talking to them. So if you're listening to me, Jeff, catch. I want you to put your hand on your laptop screen. Yeah, reach reach your hand out to my hand on this bad times tour that we're having. Uh, is this a conspir- believing in a conspiracy like that? Is some Texas A and M Aggie shit? <laughs> Take him to church, doubt. Spencer. Jesus. I, I the the one thing I want to say is that Texas fans. Welcome to football fandom. Thank you for yep. finally joining us. Now maybe, uh, now maybe this can knock <laughs> a little bit of, uh, you know, all the Texas stuff off of you. And now you can just sort of be regular and hang out like the rest of us. This shit happens. It happened to you. Suck it up and deal with it. Also, let me tell you this. The thing they're complaining against is 16 penalties for 128 yards. Bello, it's not that many. Fellow Florida fan, Ryan Nanny. What do you call that? That's halftime. I was going to say, that's the first half. And that's, that's, a first and that's good. That's good. We were getting after it. Dude, when we were winning, we got like 16 penalties for 120. That'd be good. That's We'd be like, oh, yeah. That's the first drive of a Miami game. <laughs> I mean, look at, go look at Baylor's penalty totals. Baylor racks them up. You said you wanted Texas to produce like Baylor. Well, now they are, finally. See, <laughs> Art Bryles looks at that. He's like, that's just more yards to get, son. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. get him. You false start again if you want to. We, hey, listen, the same plays work on third and 20 they do on third and 10. You just go out and get that. Every, out here in Texas, we like nothing more than looking out and seeing the wide open prairie <laughs> the penalty yard that we've given up that we can then uh, recapture. If you're so rich, Texas, think of it like money. It's yardage. You'll get it back. Mm-hmm. Da- Daddy will hit another well. You'll meet Don't another- make more of it next week. Yeah, you'll, you'll meet another sheik. Do a couple of handshakes. That, might, that, Scott? that might be true, actually. It might be. I am yeah. excited to see which uh, Big 12 refs get left behind when they play a game in Dubai. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. What and, is he doing? And, like, immediately picked up by FIFA. Exactly. <laughs> stay, there the, stay there for the World Cup. Alan Eck is just out there handing out red cards left and right. <laughs> He'd fit in fine. I mean, a soccer ref did pull a gun this week, so it's not out of the question. <laughs> I, I kind of defend that soccer ref, by the way. Yeah, that was I, that was Brazil. <laughs> that was where they beheaded a ref, I think, two years ago. I'd yeah. carry a gun. This don't, is Brazil. Don't give Texas ideas. <laughs> <laughs> this is an open carry stadium, man. <laughs> we we cut your Someone's head off. Use this. 
we're not cutting your head Someone's off. Someone's going to use the stand your ground justification. Like, well, he called me for offsides, but the other team encroached. It was a home game. They so goaded me into it. It's a home game, so I'm allowed to stay on the ground. I think stand your ground would that would pass for uh, Texas' rushing game against Arkansas. <laughs> I think Texas is dead. We can just we can let their bodies sit there for a minute, admire the work we've done. We'll circle back to it. You know, no, this this horse it can get kicked a little more. <laughs> I got a couple bullets in my gun still. Be ashamed not to use them. Um. We're looking forward, by the way. We actually have ta-da, a week, an actual week of content. One of the reasons we have Doug on tonight is because I think the the pivotal game of this week is Cal Washington. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you finished Texas TCU. Speaking there of, you nope. go. Oh, sorry, sorry. Georgetown at Harvard. No nope. UCF Tulane. No. Nope. Wait for it. Wait for it. Believe it or not, you're all wrong. That would be Alabama going to Georgia. That's oh, right, son. Hipster pick. Uh, Athens has nothing on Tulane. <laughs> you know, that's true. <laughs> that is, In a sense. Actually, that's Not true. a fair fight. <laughs> it really is. Like, you know, your open container laws alone that's really kind of lean toward Tulane there. I will but say, I, Georgia fans do try to trash their own home as much as a lot of people in New Orleans do, so. That's true. <laughs> the We're, that, that, that's our attempt to be cosmopolitan. <laughs> the single. They dirt. do it in big cities. Hell. That's true. And Georgia, it art. Georgians are like the literateness people I have ever seen in my life. Like they're up there with like, they are up there with like your worst idea of who litters. Like people throwing whole, I, I don't, I've never lived anywhere where I've seen people throwing like whole <clears throat> fish dinners out of their like car windows to avoid having a dirty car. Well, you know, I mean, Georgia is the biggest state east of the Mississippi River. So for a while, I'm sure people thought that this was I'm, – I'm sure that, that at one point in in U.S. history, people looked upon Georgia the way they look upon Texas now. Like, oh, the land's just never-ending. We can we can throw whatever the hell we want on. We can throw drink, cru- drink cups, crystal rack, wrappers, cigar butts, whatever. There, there's more land. There's always more land. Our house is dirty. What do we do? Let's just move like 300 miles. We'll still be in Georgia. <laughs> and let's Never burn ends. the old one down, though, just so that no one can move into it. This, we I don't want anybody that. taking it. This is also why Georgia has 800 counties, so that nobody's responsible. Now, oh, that's in your side of the line. Nope. We don't have to clean exactly that. Why. Exactly. There's like I a. We have to clean this side of the bathroom. That's Butts <laughs> County. Yeah, exactly. There's we like actually s- do have a Butts County. They, we do, yeah. There's like, like Steve County. Because it was that's where Steve lived. True fact: there's there are three counties in South Georgia called Crisp, Crisp, Bacon, and Coffee, and they're all right next to each other. And we, th- we call we call like, that the breakfast region. Georgia's counties are kind of like that website where like every possible combination of words appears on the website somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how Georgia's counties are. Just to bring in hits, like some no no. It's like this cool thing where yeah, I'll send you all the link. You guys listen on the podcast, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> But it's got like every combination of words that could ever exist is somewhere on this gigantic website. But yeah, and it's somewhere in, in Georgia's counties, there's like, you know, Texas 31, Oklahoma State 30. Yeah, that's a great county. An infinite number of monkeys with an infinite number of typewriters mapped out Georgia's uh, infinite number of counties. All of them with $700 county budgets. All of them, at least seven hundred dollars, with six hundred and fifty going to the sheriff's department. One of those, one of those being Clark County, uh, where Athens is located, and where you will be this weekend. That's right. Okay, so uh, answer me this: uh, Why isn't Alabama just going to rip y'all limb from limb and make Grayson Lambert look like the UBA transfer he is? Because I think that's what's going to happen. Um, well, that's a, you are perfectly, that's a perfectly legitimate question. You are right to have those concerns, but, um, I don't know. I like to think that we've learned a, a thing or two since the last time Alabama paid a visit and was up uh, 31, nothing at halftime. You know, well, I like to think that we've learned a little bit about not causing turnovers and not committing stupid penalties and, and not letting other teams score 31 points and a half on you in your own stadium and not wearing black jerseys to celebrate all this happening. So, you know, I, I, I think that the, the, the defense is legit, you know, and as long as we've got, uh, as long as we've got Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle and Keith Marshall rotating uh, in the backfield, I think we, I like 
understand I'm not usually you you know me. I'm not usually this optimistic about Georgia football. Like I'm usually looking for reasons to like why they'll screw up. I'm 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 grasping at anything I can find to keep me from being optimistic. But I, I am seriously, legitimately, knock on wood, more optimistic about this Georgia team than I have been probably about any since uh, the first few years that Mark Richt was there. Uh, I would like to throw out a, a cruel <clears throat> and unnecessarily painful way in which Georgia could, could blow this game. And it's not Spencer's theory of Grayson Lambert just gets knocked around. It is that Alabama plays a game in which they are not the ones missing the field goals. Because that is that seems to me like a very very quiet possibility for Georgia and it's not so good this year kicking unit to be yeah, some sort of the, cruel undoing. The the field goal kicking has been shaky. That's that's you're not wrong about that. I just want to I just want to throw that out there into the universe. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. No, yeah. I, I, fig- I, I figured that the, that that y'all that everybody was gonna was gonna take their shot at, at why George is gonna screw this game up, and I admit this is this is exactly the game that the kind of game that Georgia just against all reason and logic comes out flat and and winds up down by four touchdowns at halftime. But there's this, and then there's also somehow Georgia pulls out the win. And then it happens. See, that's that's, that's, that's what I that's think the is alternate. more likely to happen. Yeah. I, I had been saying from like you can you can ask my wife. I've been saying this since the spring. Like Georgia will go one and one in the uh, we will split the Alabama and Tennessee game. There's no way we win both of those. If we beat Alabama, Tennessee is a prime hangover opportunity. So that's that's that that is. Hmm. I don't know because now you got Mojo working in your favor there as well. Because Tennessee, they'll never win another game. Based yeah, no, on, no, they're done. No, they're. Done. I mean, if they get up, they're if broken. they get up by by twelve on you in the fourth quarter, boom, you got them. You, Said you the s- same thing in two thousand four, fellas. You say that, but we should not. I mean, we'll talk about Tennessee's game, but we should not jump there yet. That's yeah. Um, also, can I just? Uh, I would do this if that doesn't happen, and Alabama does not stomp a mud hole uh, in your hopes and dreams, which they will. Um, October seventeenth versus Missouri at home. <laughs> yeah, that's more like Jesus. it. Oh, like uh, that that it, the the version Mox return game. The version of the game that you're describing, where Missouri beats Georgia, is already oh, in my mind the ugliest, the ugliest game I've ever game seen. Ever See, seen. Get, yeah, getting getting embarrassed by a team that has won a national championship in the last few years is not the most Georgia thing that could happen. Getting embarrassed by a team that had to struggle to beat Connecticut 9-6 at home, that's the most Georgia thing that could happen. Yeah. Now you're starting to think like a Georgia fan. Let's, <laughs> I, would like, I would like to explore the, the universe in which uh, Alabama does lose this game in Athens. How Describe to me, any of you, the, the uh, zombie-like fever that grips Tuscaloosa at that point in time. What kind of what kind of fatality numbers are we looking at? You seen Children of Men? Okay, I was thinking more outbreak, but no, no. I mean, I don't think it's. I think it'll be a little more subdued, and then a bomb goes off, right? Okay. And there's like somebody holding their arm in the middle mm-hmm. of the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People stop having kids, and Lane Kiffin's in charge of getting the girl with the baby to the boat. Baby's not making it. <laughs> that baby's no, not getting no. very far. So, no. so girl. <laughs> you want another one of those? <laughs> What's your name? My wife and I have an understanding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm allowed to save humanity. <laughs> you don't know if that one will work with yeah. my di- with my dick though. Yeah, it, it worked at Egan's one <laughs> Can night. Can you imagine if Lincoln <laughs> saved the Earth with his dick? <laughs> most unbear- That's like the most unbearable combination of human and deed ever. <laughs> This is the only I feel way. like that should be a graphic novel now. Someone, someone needs to. <laughs> All right, someone needs fine. to do that. We'll, we'll get him to. We'll get him to draw it on the board. Kiff, at the, Kiff, the last man. <laughs> yeah, Kiff. That's. <laughs> I am. I am Langend Legend. I am, I am Kiffin. Is fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's. I. I think we all have our our predictions on board for this game. I just think this is one of those things where like. We haven't seen Georgia have a limitation yet, but I think that's because, like Lambert was throwing, like when people get excited about Grayson Lambert, like the only thing I could think that you could get consistently excited about as a Georgia fan 
uh, is that the defense has played reasonably well. And yes, you do have a fantastic running back in the offensive lines performed well. Grayson Lambert was throwing it against air. And you have played. Honestly, Vanderbilt was probably a better game. Vanderbilt probably put up more of a challenge than than South Carolina did. Yeah, but, but, but UCF yeah. lost to that air. So you can't you see you can't understand what a wonderful feeling it is to to for a Georgia fan to be able to say, yeah, you know, we haven't played anybody yet, and then remember, oh yeah, we played Spurrier. No, we still haven't played anybody yet. That that is a catharsis and an orgasm wrapped up in one it for was, us. It was on the level of when you hear that like a 93-year-old former Nazi has been found and yeah. you know some people are like, we got that motherfucker. It's like, he's so old. Like, what is the point of this? Ju- no, put his ass but on But justice trial. is gonna be done. That's right. <laughs> not yeah, to say was, Steve Spurrier is a Nazi because that would take far too much time. Well, let's that, let's let's not be hasty. No, no, he would, no, hear him no, out. No, hear no, him no, out. No, this, <laughs> He, he would never <laughs> put that much. Up. He would never put that much time into anything that wasn't golf. <laughs> Come on. Also, they don't. Well, in Germany, had a little defense. Also, too, they didn't. They didn't wear didn't, the right hats. That's true. Also, you know. Also, win streaks. Win, win streaks. Spurs got some long ones. Man, against someone. I don't know. Teams. Various teams. Too many. Too many to list. Really. <laughs> UCF, you know, for instance. You hey, listen that UCF that UCF win streaks holding strong, oh, y'all. Boy, he's gonna cling to that because <laughs> it'll get him to a bowl game. Just like George O'Leary <laughs> clinging to life. Six wins. The other games this weekend of interest, gentlemen. Uh, what you what you been looking at, Jason Kirk? If I was to say, oh man, on this packed weekend, wh- which one are you taking an eyeball at? Well, there's Texas TCU. Texas is in that game. That's true. That, that anti-Texas conspiracy. I'm Match, just kidding. Matching yeah, how are the refs going to screw them over this time? <laughs> tisk tisk. Do you guys want to talk about Ole Miss at Florida? Nope. Yeah, sure. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Remember, I'm full of bad ideas. I'd love to discuss that. Kind of <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, the, 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 the big talk last week was that, oh, Tennessee's defensive line, that's just going to run over Florida's offensive line. And uh, things went okay. And went, I think that's the, exa- that's the exact way to say it. You need a little strain in your voice to indicate that the statement is technically true. I mean, there's barely. a lot of like things pulled out of asses on fourth down mm-hmm. and in the fourth quarter, but yeah, and we- they scored more points than I think anybody would have confidently predicted. You will also note that all of those fourth downs was when Tennessee decided, yeah, we'll just run like two, rush like two guys. It's fine. Yep. On fourth and fourteen, converting against a three-man rush. Yeah, just uh, just have like two guys guard the Velociraptor pen. It's fine. Hey, it worked against Penn State. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, that game too, by the way. Like one of the things that's interesting to me is that Tennessee confidently pocketed, you know, their lead, their twenty-four point lead. Just pocketed it. Just okay. Here we go. Just walking with this, right? Their twenty-four-seven lead. Right? Just, yeah, we're going to ride this thing out for 30 minutes. We're going to try to burn. 15, stay. Exactly. <laughs> it could work. The dealer showing 10. <laughs> nope. Well, in, in this case, the dealer was showing five. Let's be fair. <laughs> in this case, the dealer was showing Uno. I mean, <laughs> what showing is, what is rever- What does reverse mean? Yeah. Uh, but it, But this is the thing. They thought they could run the clock out because they actually have a decent run game. Ole Miss doesn't have that option. They have to keep passing. So this is bad for Florida, you're saying? Yeah, it's bad. They don't, they don't have the, the potential bad idea. They don't have the potential bad idea. Like, if Ole Miss has a lead, they kind of just have to keep dealing. You know? They, yeah. they, they don't, there is no stay. There is no fold. Their, their game is the passing game. They don't have much of a run game. Well, and you didn't bring Chad Kelly in so that you could just hand the ball off and let the clock run out. Let's be real. No, 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 no. And also, here's the other thing. Chad Kelly, ridiculously fun to watch because, uh, because one, they can't, run the, they can't run the clock out, so Ole Miss has to keep pitching. They do. Two, he can't really run. <laughs> they call some design runs for him, which are a delight to watch. <laughs> like, they called a couple of, like, QB runs against Alabama, and it was just like, Watching somebody dive face first, face first into a car wreck it was great. And three, 
this could go either way for for Florida because we have pretty good DBs. A little banged up, but we have pretty good DBs. There could be picks. You could get fluky one-on-one TDs. It could go either way. Sure. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Florida will play offense. Yeah, and then we'll play on offense and there'll be problems. But I, I, th- I think Florida can uh, make us learn some things about Ole Miss. Like? Well, like the, thing you mentioned, <laughs> like the run game and so forth. <laughs> like the run game and so forth. And, uh, you know, if we see them, see them do this in a, in a big road, a road game uh, two, two times now, you know, I, I think the, the answer is a lot of questions about um, some things they sort of got away with last time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they got away with some extremely bad throws in the passing game. Also, defensively, defensively, they're very fast. But they can also be misdirected because of that speed, which is probably something that McElwain will like. I'm sure that's the game plan. Get everybody moving one way, go this way. Here's here's why. Here's the one stupid non-football reason I think Ole Miss wins this game just fine. Uh, it's at seven o'clock in the evening, and and if this were like some buried twelve thirty, even three o'clock, uh, SEC game, I might say, yeah, you know, gets pretty hot. Teams maybe you know looking ahead. <coughs> it's a night game in Gainesville. Like, I, I just don't. I I don't think I don't think Ole Miss is going to be caught unawares. No, I I, I think they had their letdown game last week. I think they win this game. You know, I think probably pretty handily by the end, but not you know not like a not a blowout. That game also that game also featured a horrendous officiating call that nobody talked about because it didn't involve Texas. But whatever, it wasn't part of a conspiracy. You're saying it was not. Uh, Vanderbilt does not uh, does clearly does not have the money to be the target of a conspiracy on the level of Texas. It's always you know they're always trying to take down the one percenters. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. That's an Obama. That's an Obama call mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, do we have another game that you want to look at? Oh, me again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> th- this is actually a pretty good schedule throughout. Like even the noon slate is pretty tough. Like we're used to noon being just crappy, but I mean, I think we're going to be flipping back and forth. Like even just two games: West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Iowa, Wisconsin. Man, I would I would watch man. either of those. West Virginia, Oklahoma. Yeah, dude, West Virginia, Oklahoma is going to be good. That's an eleven o'clock kick there. Eleven. It's it's a pretty far for West Virginia, and they're yeah they're they're the ones changing their clocks there. Yeah, with an extremely good defense, they'll be going up against an improving Oklahoma offense. I think these te- these teams are pretty similar. I mean, they're both running a pretty similar offense now. Um, their defenses, I think, have looked mostly encouraging, except for what happened to Oklahoma against Tulsa, which, hey, if you can't shut down Tulsa, here comes West Virginia. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I really like the, the Mountaineers right now. They've given up, what, like four points all year or something like that? They haven't third, really played much. but Third overall in Bill C's S&P number. Third overall in the nation right now. Yeah, and if you've watched them at all, that really makes sense. I mean, they just have shut down everyone they've played, which includes Georgia Southern. I'm not going to mention Maryland. It includes Georgia Southern. <laughs> which, I just shut down Georgia Southern or something. I will yeah, say that. that, that's, that's way bigger than shutting down Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Way bigger. Uh, Ryan, what you looking at? Uh, so Jason sort of already alluded to it. I, I also am looking at that Iowa-Wisconsin game. Iowa is unranked right now, but undefeated. And they can kind of throw the ball. Like, not... A, shock, a shocking development. And have, by the way, have gone forward on fourth down a couple of times? Yeah, like, I, I, don't, think, I don't think they're, you know, the most dangerous passing attack in America or anything like that. But... They'll throw the ball 25, 30 times a game, and they're kind of good at it. <clears throat> um, but if you really want me to do my trademark thing where I pick a very stupid game, uh, I'll go with uh, Louisville at N- NC State. Because NC State has played absolutely nobody at this point to be 4-0. They have beaten Troy, Eastern Kentucky, Old Dominion, and South Alabama, which is arguably the easiest slate of four games anybody has had at this point in the season. On the flip side of that is Louisville, who has how many wins at this point in the season? 
Um, I think they're over. They have no, they, one. They, they have, have one, one against Samford. They, they beat, beat Samford. they beat Samford handily, but they have no wins against anyone of of FBS consequence. So if they lose that game, like this could be if they can't beat NC State, and maybe NC State is a fine team. They there's no chance that they get anywhere near bowl eligibility. Especially because right after this, they go to Tallahassee. They go to Tallahassee. They host Boston College. They'll still have, and they'll still have Kentucky left on the schedule. Oh, you got to go to Kentucky. Kentucky's yeah. going to win the SEC East anyway. You're in trouble. <laughs> so, so like, I, I'm interested in that, both from the perspective of maybe NC State is going to have like a, a, a perfectly respectable, <coughs> like Dave Doran's building the program eight win season, and also maybe Bobby Petrino is about to have the worst year. Of his recent college career. Of his college career. College, college, career. Career. college career. Nobody remembers him having a non-college career. <laughs> I don't nope. Think, nope. Nope. Didn't happen. Which would be very exciting to see what Thanksgiving at the collective Petrino household would be at that point. If they're both fired. Because <laughs> you know Paul will be home. <laughs> Paul, Paul's, Paul's coming home. You can go ahead and book Paul's flight. <laughs> I'll take the I'll take the pull out couch in the basement. It's all right. I just whatever. No, I think they're going to fight over that. You no, say Paul's, that. You say no, that. man. Paul Paul's taking the bus. By the way, they're, they're not flying him out of there. Ashing furniture over who gets the pull out. You say that, but there may be a cousin who has a restraining order against Paul, so he might not be able to come home for Thanksgiving. Paul might have to go eat in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> Paul might go eat the shed. Bobby That's yells fine. at him. Hey, hey, you you don't you don't mess up my fuck shed. <laughs> that's the Petrino birthin shed out there. I, I got to make more Petrinos. I got a Craigslist girl coming over later. <laughs> that cave has the right aura to produce the optimal Petrino. <laughs> to produce the exact, it has the 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 noise with the ambient noise levels in there. It's just that. Uh, it sounds like Bobby Petrino's voice the entire time. Fifty-two degrees, just like our souls. <laughs> it's made out of text messages. Um, I have one more game that I'd like to look at, and it is a chocked schedule, like just full, all right? But the other game I would like to keep an eye on, you know, just keep an eye on. Not that anyone's making a big deal of it by taking game day there or anything, but Ugh. Notre Dame at Clemson, because we get to watch Deshaun Watson cook. Potentially. we might. I mean, he might not cook. Yeah. He might uh, not. I have minimal confidence in his in his um, aptitude in the kitchen. <laughs> I am ashamed of you. I mean, he's good, but like how many, you know, how many, how many good career games has he had? He could have one that everyone. Okay. Remember so the future one, I'm going to bet on the future one because okay. he's okay. So one, one on the way he's been, he's been a bit of a letdown, which I, I like him a lot. I mean, it's just always hurt last year, at least and this year, you know, what do we make of Clemson so far? Uh, I, I, yeah, I was going to say they're in that have not played anybody to me. Yeah, they've been, they've done fine. Yeah, they've done fine. They had the draw of Louisville, which would normally be a game where one might provide evidence that you were good, but this year um, that just didn't happen. Talk to Auburn if you have further questions. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's one I want to keep an eye on, and also just in case you want to see the slide, how deep can that Oregon slide go? I don't know. They're at Colorado. That'd be a that that'd be a low. You saw what and happened. And they're only favored by how many at Colorado? Seven. Seven. It dropped from wow. four. Oregon is favored Good by Lord. one score over Colorado. Um, can we also talk about the game that should have been the location of game day? Oh, we can. That would be the failed and yet noble IU for college football game day movement, which Crimson Quarry vain, vainly and I think valiantly tried. That would be Ohio State going to Indiana. And I will be the first one to say this. I will totally watch this game. Yeah. And this is a game that Ohio State could totally lose. I, I, here's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I want to believe you, but I'm also, I'm also considering that, for instance, Indiana only beat Wake Forest by a touchdown. And they only beat Western Kentucky by three points, and they only beat Southern Illinois by a point. So just, man, you can't run down the Salukis like that. Listen to that; they're getting that just, better that by the means, week. Did you hear that? that? Just, they went from that one just to means three that Indiana is going to beat problem? Ohio State in like three overtimes. 
I'm fine. It takes them a little bit longer to put it away each time, but they're, you know, eventually they're, they, they get it done. I'm fine with that. Just know that on a yards per play, yards per play basis, Indiana's defense is just barely ahead of South Carolina's. <laughs> so that's Look so at that's you with your numbers. So that's who you just facts. said. Who you just statistics. said might beat Ohio State. Now watch. Now watch them happen. Watch them go out and do it and prove me wrong. Because I'm very dumb. Uh, that's I mean, why I live I, in New York City. Yeah. I don't think Ohio State losing has anything to do with the opponent at this point. Like they are so. <laughs> They are so far in their own heads as to what does and doesn't work. Yeah. Now, like you know, almost like the, what NIU they got by three points. Three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are so far in hey. their own heads. Okay. So I think the winner of this game is um, Central Illinois because both these te- Northern and Southern almost had both these teams' numbers. So is there another directional Illinois? Uh, there's an Eastern Illinois. Well, okay, Illinois, yeah. so, University of Illinois pretty much is in central Illinois. Yeah, it's like the black I'm hole. I'm not familiar with that one, Doug. The, the black did, hole. Did you Illinois. make up that school? It's, it's, yeah, it, I did. That's the nickname. I was going to call them the Fighting Illini, too. How lame is that? That's the nickname. That's ridiculous. The, that's the nickname. Yeah, who, would the you, who would call themselves that? But remember, Eastern Illinois, that's Tony Romo's alma mater. How's he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how is he doing? <laughs> Is he injured? No, seriously, is he injured? Uh, yeah, of course. He, he, he is quite every, injured. Oh, okay. Every football team with Illinois' name in it or any connection thereof is not doing its best. Yeah, I I disagree. There's, to there's, say the least. There's one team and there's one team in Illinois that's doing just fine. Purdue, but it doesn't have Illinois in its name. Purdue. Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh the, boy. The Illini are three and one. Oh, so not Purdue. No, no, not. So that's a so that's a real team. <laughs> yeah. No, you remember they did lose to North Carolina, forty-eight, <laughs> fourteen. Okay. And just, Illinois was my favorite team through the first two weeks. That everyone's like, why ain't we getting any attention? I mean, they wouldn't say enough. ain't. Excuse me. I apologize, but like, th- someone pointed out that <laughs> Illinois got like six votes in the coaches poll, and Illinois fans were like, we've scored one hundred and fifteen points, sir. Yeah. And, and that's that post remember who they played, man. but. Go beat Northwest. Yeah, they, they were pretty excited about blowing out nobody, and then it's kind of like it's kind of like getting off. It's kind of like getting off of some like bad drug. You feel superhuman for like three weeks, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna stop going to the gym." Northwestern is Illinois' college team. Yeah, congratulations, go Cats. Doug, is there is there a late game that you will watch? <coughs> uh, I want to know what game you will watch if Georgia loses, and what game you will watch if Georgia wins. Oh. I, I, you know, honestly, I, I don't know that I'm going to be sober enough either way to really comprehend anything okay. uh, that's going to be going on. But I did have a game in mind um, that I am kind of intrigued by, and it kind of goes along with your, Ryan, your your wheelhouse of like a, a ridiculous game that shouldn't be interesting but could be. Mm-hmm. And that's San Jose State at Auburn. <laughs> Doug, you like, salty <laughs> son of a bitch! Like. Auburn fans are kind of talking about this game the way that you'd talk about like you're you're the very first time you ever go skydiving. Mm-hmm. Like you tell all your friends, "Yeah, I'm going skydiving, man. I could totally die." And you kind of laugh about it like you're joking, but in the back of your head you're thinking, "No, I really could die. This could be the most horrible thing that I've ever experienced. I could never see my my family or loved ones again." And that's that's kind of the situation that Auburn's in. Like they actually could lose this game. And I and, and I can name the cause of death. Tyler Irvin, running back for <laughs> San Jose State. There who, you go. Who last week ran for three hundred yards against Fresno State. And somebody's gonna come back and say, Well, that's Fresno State. Are you sure Fresno State is bet is worse than Auburn? If I and if I give you this, if he runs for half that much <clears throat> my favorite my favorite rule with absurd numbers, if he runs for half that much, that might be enough. That might be enough. Yeah, if you are if you, you saying someone could run for a bunch of yards against Auburn defense? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, there is no reason for us to believe any of that, sir. No. Also, you have no empirical evidence none. to support that. Let me also if we if we would just like to keep adding to the fears here. Uh, I'd also like to point out that San Jose State, their recruiting class this past year, it ranked ahead of Iowa's, and Iowa's four and zero. So what you're saying is that San Jose State should join the Big Ten. 
Yes, and, and also they're a better ACC team than Auburn. Oh, okay. The, academic, okay. the academics at San Jose State are definitely Big Ten worthy. I mean, their their school name is bilingual. Like that, will, if that's not a commitment to academics, I don't know what it is. That commercial about the dude who's complaining about hard how hard it is to make asymmetrical surfboards, I feel like he's like the dean at San Jose State. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my day job is pretty good. What's I run day, a university. What's my day job? Oh, shit. I'm late. That's <laughs> so heavy, man. Um, the... The questions that we have from readers this week, I've got to admit, not, not, the, not the strongest batch. I blame you for this. I know. I know. I, I, did, I did misdirection. It did not work well. But I will start with this, uh, which is from Chris F. Jensen, who we've decided is maybe a very foolish man because he sent a question into us. Love you, Chris. Thank you. Uh, and also because he is a Chicago Bears season ticket holder. Ooh. Yeah. He says he's a Bears season ticket holder traveling to Athens for UGA Alabama. What should I do? What should I not do? So I would defer to our expert, our guest, Doug. Um, well, what should he do and what should he not do? Um, he should not pay more than $25 for parking. He should bark like a dog at every opportunity. He should not carry around an open container or pee in public because – that in spite of all the people you will see downtown doing that probably at some point uh, during the evening win or lose, that technically is illegal and people do get arrested for that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know to enjoy a, a wonderful uh, game day in Athens. I wish I could tell him to go to five star day. It's yeah, just don't don't pee on anything. What should you What should you do? I should also say this in any conversation, just talk about how much nerds suck. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I would would like to point out, I know we don't talk about the NFL much on this show, but this man who paid, we estimate, at least $2,000 for a single Bears season ticket is skipping a Bears home game to go to uh, Georgia-Bama. And I would like to point out that he is missing them play the Raiders. And I don't, I'm not criticizing him for this decision because the Bears could very likely go to 0-4 at the hands of the Oakland Raiders. Oh, the, Raider, the Raiders are 2-1 right now. Yeah, so he, he maybe made a very, very wise choice. I think he did make a wise choice. I'm not even saying that as a Georgia fan. I think of, of the two games, yeah. given his situation, that's the one that he should go to. This is, is, what, is we in should, this is what we should use to illustrate sunk cost. Because he can't get the money back for those season tickets. He's making a good choice by not forcing himself to go see the Bears lose to the Raiders and drop to 0-4. Like the joy of not seeing that happen yeah. is worth don't, $200 Yeah, don't stack least. opportunity costs on top of your season tickets. And time. You know, you're really, you're going to lose that time watching the game or go to you, Athens. You Have say, a pleasant time. You say that, Bears games go pretty quick. <laughs> now the Bears. That's the team that this past week their coach said uh, to win. We're going to have to more, score more than zero points. That's right? true. That's true. It helps. Uh, yeah. And punted. I feel punted, like that's SEC had, thinking. So I, I think <laughs> I think you're I think you're already set, Chris. They had ten possessions and they punted ten times. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, this will this will look very familiar that's to you, an, Chris. That's an SEC classic. Whew. Although although going going back to the whole to win, we need to score more than zero points. If you think about it, Frank Beamer scored zero <laughs> points in regulation. That's Did true. he win that game? No, no, they no, 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 no. Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> okay, Wake Forest. Then whoever Wake Wake Forest coaches, he can score zero um, points in regulation. Oh, come on, don't win. talk about the claw fence that way, sir. But, I know the household. So you're saying you Dave Dave Clawson, head coach of the Chicago Bears. Oh, that sounds perfect. So wait, you want remember Dave, this is the same want, this is the, this is the same sad sack retread loving franchise that hired Dick Jerron. So you want Dave Clawson to coach Jimmy Clawson? You just but my yeah. mind like my my brain is splattered all the, over the claw the claw continue. You should know if there is if if there was any NFL fan base that would pine for winning a game whilst scoring zero points, I think it would be Chicago's. Yeah, like they. Up there. They they would get a charge from that. Mike Ditka would get rock hard. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's the most horrifying phrase in the history of this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I live to serve. 
<laughs> That's a free birth control uh, distributed <laughs> by uh, Ryan Nanny. Ryan, you have talking a re- about Mike did because he wrecks. Ryan, your reader question, please. Uh, this question comes from at zone left uh, at zone underscore left on Twitter. His question: Randy Edsel or Kyle Flood? Who is less likely to be able to keep a pet cat alive? Um, I think I will go with Kyle Flood. Randy Edsel is a disaster, and this Maryland team might be might end up being the worst Maryland team in a good decade, 20 years, like a very long period of time that we shouldn't be talking about. Um, But I think that's just because he's not a good football coach. Kyle Flood seems to lack the organizational skills and general um, life abilities to do things far beyond coach a football team. Kyle Flood is basically just kept in place because a number of, if you can believe this, influential Rutgers boosters want him to stay there. So I, I don't think Kyle Flood. Nothing could. about that sentence that you just said makes any sense to me whatsoever. You say I, that? I, it I, might as well have just been words strung you, together. You say that, but think about the people that Chris Christie parties with. Oh. There's oh some more free birth control for you. God, this got sexy. <laughs> That's Here's how, the counter. That's how the, Kyle Flood ends up coaching the Cowboys. The counter is picture Randy Etzel, big giant oaf looking Randy Etzel. I think I, I feel just eyeballing him. He's about 6'11", 290, yeah. something like that. He right. just looks like a gigantic human. <laughs> so he's an ant. With the world's longest khakis. Like uh-huh. picturing him trying to pick up a cat, he's going to crush that thing. No, like, see, oh, so you're going of mice and men with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, I don't think Randy. Whereas yeah. Kyle Flood. That man's got the mind of a cat already. He does. He's already he's already plotting out the shadows he's lurking into and and the bugs he's going to bat around once he gets into them. But like he, he he's already he's are he's basically already a cat. He's that's, just bad at it. That's a fair he's too point. Big. That's a fair point. And another thing in in Kyle Flood's favor, Randy Edsel would probably be instructed by Under Armour at some point to paint the cat some sort of ungodly color. Mm, another good point. See, I, I, vote, I, I think that, that Kyle Flood would be more likely to keep the cat alive just because, like, I look at him and he's not a good coach, but I see him trying at least. Whereas, like, the cat would, under Randy Edsel's care, the cat would starve and people would be like, Randy Edsel, your cat's dead. What happened? He'd be like, well, I mean, the food was right there. Okay, Doug, it, I hear, it's I hear, not hard to go get it. I mean, Doug, it's, I hear what the, you're the, saying. it's the cat's fault for not taking responsibility. I think the cat is going to have three blown ACLs. Here's is what's what, going to happen. Here, <laughs> I, I hear what all of you are saying. Kyle Flood failed to get one of his players eligible through in uh, an interpretive dance class or a dance yeah. appreciation class. Yeah, I mean, he bung- don't have to know how to dance. He you know bungled the cow- that. The Kyle Flood and Cat comparison really holds up. Kyle Flood did devious things in a really stupid way, for like no cats reason. Do. For no reason. For no reason. Like when cats is a cat. When cats are like sneaking around, they don't need to. Or when cats are like, I got a really good hiding place, and it's like the engine block of a car. <laughs> or when a cat's looking at you and it's like, now's my chance. I'm going to strike, but it wiggles its butt. Yeah. Kyle Flood does that every time his team's about to score. He's done it twice. One of Holly's cats, like when when he he when he's trying to jump up on uh, on the the counter to get his food or whatever, like he could just jump up on the little shelf that we've got there. But instead, he has to parkour like off two different garbage receptacles and onto my desk and onto my shelf and then onto the cat food shelf. Like he he just makes everything way more complicated than it has to be for no productive reason that I can decipher other than, I guess, just the art of it. I will say, I will say that Rutgers football looks complicated though. (laughs) No, you have a, that's a fair point. (laughs) I will say this, but both of them, both of them are definitely cat compatible in that they both got somewhere. They don't belong, which is in the big 10. Also, Holly, Holly is a cat. person. (laughs) How'd you get up there? (laughs) Holly is a Rutgers. Are you going to come down? Holly's a cat person, and she went to a Rutgers game. I I can't see Holly going to a Maryland game. All right. Well, she only went to the Rutgers game because she had to. That's to be, that's to also fair, what a cat would do. Holly's <laughs> Holly's Holly's less a cat person and more of a large, like cold blooded carnivore person. Right? <laughs> she just can't keep a shark as a pet. Give her time. Move to Florida. Yes. Give her time. Yeah. Give her. Yeah. Exactly. Give her time. Uh, Jason, your question. Let's see here. First, I want to say you know, the, the, the 
here's a secret tip. If you've listened this far, here's a secret tip to getting your, your question on air. The theme that Spencer throws out when he, when he co- makes a call for questions, totally ignore it. Yeah. Spencer's- this week it was Joey, Joey Freshwater, and we have not said a word about that this whole time somehow. <laughs> Spencer's a bad leader, I guess is what we're saying. I, I play fake. I, I'm, I'm, I, my, play calling, my play calling is pass on first down, run on second. The whole gimmick to, to having a successful question is just to ignore what Spencer's actually asking. Spencer, Correct. Spencer is the Mike Shula of podcasts. <laughs> I'm done. Wow. <laughs> so Shot this comes to us from, uh, from Helmerick47 on Twitter. goes by Sam. Uh, SEC campuses ranked as Tony Hawk Pro Skater levels. Auburn, if you beat the Auburn level, you unlock Clemson. It just adds a lake in the middle, that kind of thing. Like. <laughs> Alabama, there's a cemetery across from the stadium. You can like, you know, you get like bonus points from like, you know, grinding, hopping from one marker to the next, stuff like that. I really, I, I think if if it's not UCFs, I think another one that you can easily like grind on pretty much everything on the campus. Uh, from what I can remember, Vanderbilt has very little grass. <laughs> it's just kind of in the middle of Nashville, and they have a lot of stuff that you can just like, like a lot of railings and stuff. So you could do that. Also, a lot of really nice luxury cars parked in the lots, which, you know, that's always a skateboarding game is to, like, you know, grind off people's cars. Yeah, ruin the cars. And, like, oh, the man in khakis, you got to run him down and knock him over. (laughs) Well, like, speaking of the urban environment, I mean, like, Georgia State. Georgia State's campus is like work. It's like a theoretical concept. Like, to actually skateboard and not leave Georgia State's campus, like you're jumping from like floor 47 of one building to floor 8 of another building. That sounds pretty fun. Kind of like uh, Furious 7 where they jump the car from one building in Abu Dhabi to the other one. I I think that, like, once once you talk about Georgia State's campus, it's not even Tony Hawk anymore. It's that game where the girl is jumping from, is like leaping from building to building. Mirror's Edge. Yeah, that one, that one. That's Georgia Mm -hmm. State. Yeah, I I will state this. The best campus for if if one were to play the live action Grand Theft Auto for that, uh, the University of Miami's campus would be great for that for a lot of reasons. They they actually they made a game in that series there. What about Air Force though for the Grand Theft Auto? I mean, first of all, it's gigantic, so you're gonna need a real big map and like there's, there's airplanes there, and stuff. There's a mountain you can ollie off of. Several. <laughs> <laughs> Is one of you on? Is one of you a bounty hunter? No, it's it's my doorbell. Hold on. Who's still on boost mode? What kind of crazy doorbell is that? That's oh. a New York City doorbell. Okay, send him up. Send up. Look at Ryan uh, summoning people. Send him. Send him in. All right. Who's Sorry. who's joining? Who's joining us? Right. It's, it's groceries. Groceries. Ooh, Ooh, I get groceries delivered to my house. I'm New York. I'm New York. And you know what I did before I got on here, Ryan? I had to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Jungle food comes to your house. I'm cutting all this out. It's you, really got any Publix, you got any Publixes up in New York? You know we don't. Don't say that shit. <laughs> yeah, take you down a peg. That's yeah. right. Oh, but we're getting the Chick-fil-A. Y'all, we're getting the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Get excited. We'll finally get a Chick-fil-A in four days. I wanted a Bojangles. <laughs> 